episode 235 of the Truth Quest podcast, The Truth About Communist Goals for America. I recently heard my favorite radio host, Tara Servatius, read excerpts from the congressional record back in 1963. The topic was the goals of communists at the time. As she worked her way through the list, which in its entirety is 42 or 43 bullet points, I was struck by how much they have accomplished over the ensuing 60 years. The remarks were delivered on January 10, 1963, by a Democrat congressman named Albert Sidney Herlong from Florida. He begins, Mr. Speaker, Miss Patricia Dorman of D-Land, Florida, is an ardent and articulate opponent of communism, and until recently published the D-Land Courier, which she dedicated to the purpose of alerting the public to the dangers of communism in America. At Mrs. Dorman's request, I include in the record, under unanimous consent, the following, quote, current communist goals, end quote, which she identifies as an excerpt from the book The Naked Communist by Cleo Skousen. By the way, besides The Naked Communist, one of Skousen's other books, called The 5,000-Year Leap, is a must-read for anyone who wishes to understand America and its founding. Rather than just reading you the list, I have segmented them into different categories to make it easy to see the destructive nature of communism over the last 60 years and just how much they've gotten done. Let's start with some of the more benign goals, ones that you won't really be surprised by, such as, quote, discredit the American Constitution by calling it inadequate, old-fashioned, out of step with modern needs, a hindrance to cooperation between nations on a worldwide basis, and discredit the American founding fathers, present them as selfish aristocrats who had no concerns for the common man, end quote. I want you to remember this when you hear someone denigrate the Constitution and the Founding Fathers on the grounds of racism and slavery, a bunch of rich, slave-owning white guys. That observation, obviously, is racist in and of itself, but people that make such claims live in a bubble where they are never challenged. These people are not critical thinkers. They are emotional simpletons who never think beyond their immediate response. They never ask the obvious question, is there another angle to explore here? Or... Is there an alternative view? Just understand that people making such claims about the Constitution and the Founding Fathers are doing the bidding of those who wish to destroy America. Instead of having an adult conversation about flawed men doing the best they could in their era, instead of acknowledging that slavery was and is part of human history, including the 18th century, instead of acknowledging that it was the British and the Americans who outlawed its practice, these people do the bidding of communists. Next up from Goals of Communists, 1963, is discredit and eventually dismantle the FBI, eliminate the House Committee of Un-American Activities, resist any attempt to outlaw the Communist Party. Why are these important? How are they relevant today? Well, obviously, back in the 60s, the Communists wanted the FBI discredited and dismantled and the elimination of the House Committee on Un-American Activities because they were both hunting communists. Fast forward to today... The FBI is completely discredited and should be dismantled, but not because they were chasing down big bad communists. No, the agency should be abolished because they do not perform the function they were created and funded to do, like investigate crimes, you know, like bank robbery, terrorism, fraud, child molestation, illegal drug trafficking, you know, stuff like that. Instead, the agency has been weaponized. 
They have become the Gestapo for the National Democratic Party, spending the last six or seven years chasing Donald Trump and anyone associated with him. They spent resources on censoring people on social media rather than prosecuting the molestation of our women's Olympic gymnastics team. They spent resources infiltrating the January 6th protesters and instigating violence and breaching the Capitol. They assigned resources to creating a so-called kidnapping plot of the Michigan governor. The leaders of the FBI, at least the last two or three of them, have proven themselves to be nothing more than corrupt political whore hacks. Check out episode 228 and the last episode 234 regarding the Twitter files and the FBI's involvement, and of course episode 172 about January 6th. Next on the list of communist goals from 1963, and for that matter today, infiltrate the churches and replace revealed religion with social religion, discredit the Bible, and emphasize the need for intellectual maturity, which does not need a religious crutch. Today we call that social religions. They're based on little g-gods that are worshipped like political party, an ideology, a political figure, wokeness, your gender, abortion, the environment, transgenderism, your political agenda, the government. See, they're still worshiping things, just not big G God. Here's another one that's related. Eliminate prayer or any phase of religious expression in the schools on the ground that it violates the principle of separation of church and state. Think back over the last 10 or 20 years or so. We had the controversy over the National Anthem, the Ten Commandments being displayed in a courthouse, manger scenes on government property, prayer at high school football games with a coach getting fired. By the way, separation of church and state is not in the Constitution. You must understand that God must be removed from society in order for socialists and communists to succeed. Literally, it's impossible for them to succeed if, if there is a power higher than the government. With big G God in the picture, totalitarians melt like the wicked witch of the West in the Wizard of Oz. What else stands in the way of the almighty government at the top of the totem pole besides big G God and religion? The traditional nuclear family, of course, so it must be torn down as well. Belittle all forms of American culture and discourage the teaching of American history on the ground that it was only a minor part of the big picture. Give more emphasis to Russian history since the communists took over. Discredit the family as an institution. Encourage promiscuity and easy divorce. And finally, emphasize the need to raise children away from the negative influence of parents. Attribute prejudices, mental blocks, and retarding of children to suppressive influence of parents. All of those goals have been achieved, would you not agree? American culture was founded on the nuclear traditional two-parent family. Actually, that's human history. That has been all but destroyed in some communities because of the removal of God from our day-to-day -day lives, as well as the encouragement of promiscuity and easy divorce, as directly outlined in the communist goals, and throw in the ease to which welfare benefits are made available, and boom. Think about single-parent households in the black community. What is that now, around 65%? I think the overall number is 34%. Talk about the weakening of traditional society. 
there was one sentence in there that really jumped out at me that demonstrates the level of evil we are dealing with here. Did you catch it? Emphasize the need to raise children away from the negative influence of parents. Let that sink in. You have to understand the state is everything to communists. Freedom and liberty are the enemy. You can't think for yourself or make your own decisions or raise your own kids because the state is the little G God that must be worshipped. And as we've already discussed, there is no big G God. Do you remember the governor's race in Virginia a few years ago? Terry McAuliffe, a despicable person from the Clinton days, was the Democratic candidate. His selling point to the electorate was that parents should not have much of anything to say about their children's education. The teachers' unions agreed. Why? Because the schools in some counties in Virginia were teaching critical race theory, teaching children to hate their country and see everything through the lens of skin pigmentation. By the way, check out episode 150, The Truth About CRT, if you're interested. This is nothing new. Terry McAuliffe, like I said, falls from the Clinton tree. Remember Hillary's claim that it takes a village to raise a child? No, it doesn't. It takes a mother and a father and grandparents, and throw in some aunts and uncles. If that's the village you're talking about, I'm okay with it. Hillary was not talking about the nuclear family. And what about the comment about attribute prejudices, mental blocks, and retarding of children to suppressive influence of parents? How is that applicable today? Well, if you don't celebrate abnormal behavior like homosexuality, gender pronouns, gender fluidity, and the transgender agenda, your prejudices and mental blocks are probably due to the suppressive influence of your parents. This is how they see the world. Never mind the fact that the average normal person does not care what you do in your private life. The normals want to be left alone and not coerced into baking the cake or celebrating behavior and views that go against our values, religious, moral, or otherwise. Like, I don't know, maybe natural law or thousands of years of human history or biology? So if the state is going to save your kids from you, then obviously the next goal of communists must involve the schools. Get control of the schools. Use them as transmission belts for socialism and current communist propaganda. Soften the curriculum. Get control of teachers' associations. Put the party line in the textbooks. Hello? There are democratically controlled cities like Baltimore and Chicago where zero students perform at grade level. We have critical race theory in the curriculum. We have porn in elementary school libraries. We have condoms being passed out. We have gender affirming without parents' consent. We have a failure to remove disruptive and violent students to the detriment of the entire class and the entire school. And, of course, we have the National Teachers Unions, who are wholesale arms of the Doomsday Cult, formerly known as the Democratic Party, which, as we will discuss shortly, are wholesale owned by the socialists and communists. Where do you think the communists will go next? How about the press? Infiltrate the press, get control of book review assignments, editorial writing, policy-making positions. Gain control of key positions in radio, TV, and motion pictures. Control art critics and directors of art museums. Think about what it takes to gaslight an entire nation. 
to talk people into giving up their God-given and constitutionally protected freedoms and liberties. It requires an enormous amount of time and energy. You have propaganda dispute. You have truth that needs to be censored and silenced. And here we are again with incredible success story by the communists in this regard. Just like the removal of religion, the tearing down of the traditional family, the takeover of schools, look at the alphabet soup conspiracy media. Look at the slanted coverage and the, the lack of coverage, the, the negligence of omitting or ignoring real stories. As I mentioned before, listen to episode 228 and 234 about the Twitter files to get a sense of how far they will go to censor the truth. In order to accomplish all of this, it will require a centralized government. Well, what better institution to administer that centralized chokehold than the United Nations? Grant recognition of Red China, admission of Red China to the UN. Well, that happened back in 1971 with essentially the re-admission of the Republic of China. Here's another one. Promote the UN as the only hope for mankind. If its charter is rewritten, demand that it be set up as a one-world government with its own independent armed forces. And finally... Support any socialist movements to give centralized control over any part of the culture, education, social agencies, welfare programs, mental health clinics, etc. Here we go. Communism requires consolidation of power. It requires centralized control over everything. America is based on decentralization. Check out episode 182, The Truth About Decentralization, if you're interested in the deep dive. This is why it has taken the communists six decades to make this much progress on their goals. To that end, any efforts by politicians in the United States to centralize more power around the federal government are based on this goal by communists, whether the politician knows it or not. Centralization of the power is the enemy of freedom and liberty. Look at the growth of the federal government over the last 100, 110 years. Look at all the unconstitutional federal agencies that dictate terms to Americans. Consider the power club known as the World Economic Forum. It has perhaps surpassed the United Nations as the purveyor of centralization. Next up are the corporations and unions. Infiltrate and gain control of big business. Infiltrate and gain control of more unions. Can you say BlackRock? Major League Baseball, the NBA, the NFL, Coca-Cola, PayPal, the banks, too big to fail, Big Pharma, hello, COVID vaccine. Every big business and many small ones are regulated and micromanaged to death by government regulators. There's no escaping it, so you just go along to get along. And when it comes to most of the labor unions, well, what's left of them anyways, they are nothing more than a fundraising arm of the doomsday cult, formerly known as the Democratic Party, just like their brethren in the teachers' unions. Do you see how this works? It's a circle jerk, or I rub your back, you rub mine. Whatever metaphor you choose, it's all about preferential treatment by Democrat-controlled government agencies that result in campaign contributions to the Democratic Party and propaganda disseminated by the unions to their members, and in the case of the schools, the teachers disseminate the propaganda to future Democrat voters in the classroom. This next goal is interesting. Transfer some of the powers of arrest from the police to social agencies. Treat all behavioral problems as psychiatric disorders which no one but psychiatrists can understand or treat. 
and finally, dominate the psychiatric profession and use mental health laws as a means of gaining coercive control over those who oppose communist goals. Transfer the power of arrest to social agencies? Well, we certainly do not see arrest powers in social agencies. We do have a lot of police powers transferred to a whole hell of a lot of federal agencies. But certainly cancel culture and censorship could loosely be identified as falling in this bucket. The communists in 1963 would probably love both. Anything that the government controls, which is wielded against the people, is A-OK with them. I find the focus on the psychiatric profession as particularly interesting, especially when viewed from the communist perspective of tearing down norms. Think about the whole transgender activism movement, gender fluidity, gender transition. You have many members of the psychiatric profession who push this shit, especially in minors. It's not enough to accept people who do weird shit, but you must celebrate them. Again, the normals just want to be left alone. If you're of age, do whatever the hell you want, as long as it doesn't impact me or others. But that's not enough for these tyrants. You must celebrate them. Up next, the use of violence. Create the impression that violence and insurrection are legitimate aspects of the American tradition, that students and special interest groups should rise up and use united force to solve economic, political, and social problems. We see this all the time today. Violence by Democratic voters is deemed mostly peaceful. Remember the BLM and Antifa riots in the summer of 2020? Or, if they're not described as mostly peaceful, they're just ignored, just like when left-wing mob rioted in Washington, D.C. on the day of Trump's inauguration. How many of you were even aware that that happened? Shooting cops is encouraged, so is defunding the police. When a mass shooter is a loony leftist, which seems to be the majority of the time these days since mental illness is running so rampant on that side of the political spectrum, the media will just ignore those. Instead, they search for the rare conservative, MAGA, right-wing killer because they have a narrative that needs to be justified. Think Kyle Rittenhouse. Or remember the white Hispanic George Zimmerman? Remember that? The Trayvon Martin incident? Here are a few noteworthy miscellaneous goals from this congressional hearing in 1963. I want to cover those before we get to the Mac Daddy goal that's going to blow your mind. Set up East and West Germany as separate states in spite of Khrushchev's promise in 1955 to settle the German question by free elections under supervision of the UN. Well, that certainly happened. Continue giving Russia access to the U.S. Patent Office. I guess back then, the communists didn't think about just stealing intellectual property from America like the Chinese communists have been doing for decades. Then we have this one. Permit free trade between all nations, regardless of communist affiliation and regardless of whether or not items could be used for war. Yep, uh, the Chinese Communist Party destroyed U.S. manufacturing with the help of gullible or corrupt or bribed or bought and paid for politicians. Even with the help of our corrupt political class, the CCP still had to heavily subsidize their domestic production in order to artificially lower prices to such an extent that the U.S. manufacturers could not compete. And finally, use technical decisions of the courts to weaken the basic American institutions by claiming their activities violate civil rights. Look at the bastardization and expansion of civil rights in America and how it's been used by the courts to further weaken traditional American society. 
Well-meaning racial discrimination laws have now been expanded via judicial activism and Supreme Court justices legislating from the bench to include such things as gender identity and abortion. I save the best, or I guess it's the worst, for last. This goal ties a bow on this whole episode. This is what really got my attention as Tara Servatius read from this on her show. Before I give it to you, I want you to think back to everything we've discussed so far. Tearing down the Constitution and the Founding Fathers. Tearing down law enforcement. Weaponizing the FBI. Tearing down and degrading Big G God and religion. Tearing down traditional values. The nuclear, traditional, functional, two-parent, monogamous, wait-until-you-get-married family values. Controlling the schools and the press. One world centralized government control. Big business, big pharma, social justice, and violence. In today's cultural and political environment, who advocates for all of those things? I'll give you a hint. It ain't conservatives or libertarians or independents or the right wing or MAGA. You know, the normals? No, these people who make up the majority just want to be left alone and live their lives, raise their families, go to church if they want to, take a vacation if they can afford it. But the people who advocate for all the destruction we have discussed in this episode cannot allow that to happen. They can't allow people to have freedom and liberty and think for themselves. They can't even be trusted to raise their own kids because their ideology will not permit them to leave us the hell alone. With that said, here's the Mac Daddy goal of communists in 1963. Capture one or both of the political parties in the United States. Today, the CCP own the doomsday cult formerly known as the Democratic Party and many in the Republican caucus, either through campaign donations or through money laundering as was done with the Biden crime family. The CCP has been systematically buying off our political class and they landed the biggest fish they could ever imagine in the resident of 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. Even without all the evidence available on Hunter's laptop, which the alphabet soup conspiracy media that has been successfully co-opted by the left and the far leftists tried to ignore for three years. And keep in mind, the co-opted FBI had the laptop in their possession and were investigating Hunter for money laundering before the 2020 election. And yet, nothing happened to Joe and Hunter. Hmm, I wonder why. When I think about communism in America, it's analogous to erosion. What does erosion do? It slowly, over time, wears down the soil. Well, communism in America does the same thing, only it slowly wears down and poisons norms and traditional values, and it slowly infiltrates and poisons institutions. At the end of the day, it's all about destruction. But the destructive phase is only the beginning. It's taken them 60-plus years to get where they are today, with most of our major institutions occupied and controlled by the hard left wing, with one of the two major political parties controlled by the same, with traditional values, norms, and religion torn down. The next step is subjugation and suppression. As we've discussed, left-wing ideology generally, and communism specifically, is all about control. It's all about taking freedoms and liberties from the masses and subjugating, conquering them. That is not easy, because humans are peace and liberty-seeking creatures who value freedom. It ain't easy to take that away which is where the suppression comes in. Take your First and Second Amendment rights and everything else follows. I guess the lesson of this episode is awareness. When you see it, communist goals being advanced, call it out. 
Apathy has gotten us to the place where we are today. It's time to speak up and call bullshit or we will lose the country. And that's the truth about communist goals in America. I have a few favors to ask. Please share the Truth Quest podcast on your social media accounts. If you see discussions about the Twitter files or communism or, or political conspiracy theories or the Constitution, share the specific episode with your friends or foes. Secondly, please subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform. And if you're feeling generous and appreciate the content provided here, throwing a small donation my way at the TruthQuest podcast patronage page would be greatly appreciated. All donations will be used to drive awareness of the podcast through online advertising. See this episode's show notes page at truthquest.podbean.com for details. 